Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small businesses that not only survived the last recession, but thrive from it. And our guests this week, well, they are an oasis in the sea of the desert. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guests today are Ben and St. Domingos of Oasis Air and Solar, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Thank you. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, tell us briefly who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, ben Dominguez, I'm the owner of Oasis Air and Solar. Uh, I've had it since 1985. Mm -hmm. uh, we are today, in today's world, we are a residential and light commercial service repair and replacement business. Uh, we are, uh, we take a whole home approach to what we do rather than just looking at a box. We like to say we think outside the box, the box being the air conditioner, because there's so many other things that make that box work properly. Um, I'm St. Dominguez. I'm the vice president. Um, basic day-to-day uh, -day operation, and really what I specialize in is, is home performance, how, your, how the whole house works in general. Um, and how to make it more efficient, um, safer, better air quality, and lower your utility bill. How did your business look in 2007? Uh, in 2007, it was gloomy. In 2006, like a lot of people, it was booming. We were heavily involved in residential new construction. And mm -hmm. when that stopped, we, uh, 2007 was challenging. 2008 is when it really uh, took its toll on us. Mm. Uh, we went from 2006, 58 employees to 2008, 18 employees. Wow. So it was a lot of regrouping. And uh, fortunately, we had already, we were, we were already doing service and replacement work, but uh, we were fortunate to really able to focus more on that part of the business and get away from the new construction side. And Saint, were you involved in the business at that time? Oh yeah. One of the things about that particular recession, there was a very seminal moment that helped change things and turn things around for Oasis. And it had to do with a training down in Fontana of all places that helped change the, the fortunes and change the way Oasis weathered that storm. What happened? Uh, well, we had uh, heard of a, comp of a training, an in uh, a company that does training, National Comfort Institute, and they had taken uh, the residential market to a whole other level as far as home performance and determining all the issues that a home deals with. And I got a flyer saying that there was a, a little class down in Fontana on a Tuesday night. and my service manager Mike Schneider and I decided to drive down and sit through it and we were pretty overwhelmed with what we would be able to do and we had both been in the business we Mike and I had kind of grown up in the business also and and so we uh, 
we saw that this was a great opportunity to bring something to our customers that we didn't think anybody else in town was doing. So uh, we were very fortunate to get involved with that organization. Over the next couple of years, we sent all our employees through this one-week training, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a it was a great investment. I think some I think a lot of people stayed away from it because they thought it was just a huge expense. We looked at it as an, a great investment. We had to buy a lot of this stuff that's behind me to use to to look at the house and measure a lot of areas that uh, you know that you wouldn't typically think about, but it was through, it was educating. It was very, very eye-opening in eye -opening. our industry. Yeah. Really? How so? Well, I mean, here you've done, you know, we were in this new construction market that just stopped literally right. overnight. Right. Um, you know, went from doing a thousand houses a year to 20. Um, and we had to find, another, I mean, all of a sudden this business is it's gone. Now, you know, that money's right. gone. And this thing was so eye-opening that we really thought we knew air conditioning. We really thought we knew what we were doing, and we and we did. We were one of the leading people, and then right. and then you go to this class, and you're like, whoa! There was this whole other this whole other world to to air conditioning and and how it's done that we never even realized we didn't know. Wow! And I think that was the greatest part right. of it is when we came back come back to town, and it's like nobody around here knows this because. Nobody knew, you didn't know, you didn't know. Sure, It's that sure, simple. Sure. And so it was really eye-opening. And actually, it was very exciting because, you know, we went from this, what I felt was a very scary moment, like, what are we going to do? Right. To, man, look at this stuff we can do. You know, right. it was kind of cool. So. It sounds like this training had three very important effects. One is it gave you education and something that you had previously no knowledge of. Second of all, it gave you a competitive advantage over everybody else in town on, in the air conditioning market. But most importantly, it got everybody excited and motivated. Very much so. Very. Tell us why, of those three, why the excitement was so key to not only surviving the recession, but excelling and coming out way far ahead on it well i think we had created a culture already we you know fortunately we had some longtime employees right. that, that that were very dedicated to this trade and very dedicated to our customer base and so to be able to bring something better and you know to to our customer base to feel that you maybe had a leg up on everybody else because of your education and uh, you know the, what you could what you could walk into a house and do, and fortunately for us, another part of that excitement was about that same time uh, there was an or it was a statewide uh, movement called Energy Up uh, Energy, Energy Upgrade, Upgrade California, California that all the utilities were on board, and so they had some very very lucrative rebates to come in and do this home performance. So it really, uh, it really brought us out of the cellar. I mean, it really helped us, you know, create, they, they, they provided some leads, but uh, when we went out and proposed this complete thing to a customer, uh, you know, it's, yeah, instead of just coming out, so the old Oasis, 
you know, we were pretty savvy and we did some pretty good work. Right. But you would come out and if this customer had a box up there on the roof, a three ton, and you kind of looked at it and gave them a price for another three ton and maybe looked at the ductwork and made sure it was intact. But this, this took us to a whole nother level of measuring everything that we did in that house, measuring the airflow, measuring, you know, we, uh, we were used, well, and we still do to this day. I mean, we haven't changed any of that, but we, we calculate exactly how much air every room needs and design the ductwork accordingly. Uh, it's just... Back then it was really exciting because it was, every day was like the first day of school. And you, you know, you didn't know what to expect, so there was some kind of anxiety, but you walk into a house and to, to begin, every, every house is different. Right. It, I call them, they're like fingerprints. Everybody's got a different scenario in right. the way that they live. And for that first year, every house that I walked into, it was like, well, what are we going to find here? Well, what's <laughs> gonna, I mean, there's like, this house is going to like tell me something. Right, and it, right, was, right. it was actually, that was exciting. Right. And everybody that was working here at that time, and a lot of people still are, it was exciting for them too because they were they were like, I mean, we would go, it was, it never, we never left the house where we didn't walk out in the front yard and all of us went, wow, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect that or that was cool or, wow, I mean, we would, we would find walls not insulated and never would have known. And they're behind things, you know, with infrared cameras and different scenarios. It was just a cool it was a fun time. That, that's why we were excited because we're a bunch of air conditioning geeks, you know. We were, you know, and then all of a sudden we learn all this new stuff. So it's like the first day of school. It's like, what am I going to learn? If Visioneer wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Simple, three two two cool. Uh, we actually answer the phones live. Wow. Our, our people answer the phones live from eight to eight, seven days a week. Nice. And so if somebody needs to place a service call or request an estimate, they can call 322-COOL, 322-2665. And our experienced staff, they alternate. They are on call just like our technicians and our salespeople. And so they'll answer the phone live after hours and on weekends. Or you can log in on uh, oasisairandseller.com. Okay. Or Facebook. Oasis Aaron Solar at Facebook. And if somebody wants to call in and get an estimate, what do you have for them? Basically, it, it's a free estimate, and and uh, it could, it's basically on your needs. Um, every every house is different. Every customer is different, and and every customer's needs are different. Um, so depending on what you're wanting, I mean, we could go out and spend a half a day and and really diagnose any kind of issue that you have from funny smell to I always have a headache to my kids got asthma really bad to you know I just need a new air conditioner whatever you want um, and it all begins with a phone call to 322 yeah 322 cool sounds good and we'll be right back do you think you have a business that can't be sold during the age of COVID-19 how about the Noriega Hotel Sold. How about Brits Diesel and Automotive? Sold. How about the Two Fat Sandwich franchise on Stockdale Highway in Bakersfield? Sold. 
Turn your hard-earned business into gold by calling Sunset Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them on their website at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield CA and don't let your business go to waste. Call Sunset Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 today. We're back with Ben and St. Dominguez, the owners of Oasis Air and Solar. And St., you originally wanted to be a chiropractor. Uh, after the first two years of college, I realized I wasn't a very studious person. And <laughs> so okay. it just wasn't going to work out. <laughs> but you have been doing this business with your father since you were a toddler. For as long as I can remember, yes. And how did you help your father with this business? Um, just at a young age. I mean, he, uh, uh, he'd come do service. He'd come home, have dinner, and go, I got to do another service call. Come with me. You know, nine, ten years old, I'd climb up on the roof, hold a flashlight, tell him what color the wires were. You know, he'd ask me, is this one blue or brown or which one's got the stripe on it, you know, and sure. that's kind of what I did. I, I helped out. Um, Whether you liked it or not. It's, you know, at nine, ten years old, it was fun for me to go hang out with your dad and do that. So it wasn't like work or anything. Right, right. Um, I mean, he didn't pay me. He, you know, he let, <laughs> he let me have dinner, I guess. That was payment. <laughs> and for you, Ben, bringing your son on the job, why was it important for you to invite your son to come join you? You had the camaraderie, and obviously you want to teach them everything that you know uh, as early as you can uh -huh. so that they can start benefiting from that education as early as they can and you know by and and making a decision whether this is something he really thought he wanted to do or not so to kind of see all aspects as we grew from a uh, you know back when I was still doing service calls and working ridiculous hours and uh, you know so he could see that you know the both sides of of the uh, industry uh, or both sides of the job mm -hmm. you know the the tough part being out there late the good part being you know being somebody's salvation sure and that's a good that's a good point too because this this isn't for everybody and every every summer something he did every summer here we bring on a kid some youngster that that's going to come in and they're going to do this and and some of them really love it and thrive with it and some of them, they figure out real fast. I mean, I've had people that come out two weeks later. I said, what do you think? And, you know, and they're right out. Of, they're, they're seniors in high school. They just graduated. This is their summer. What do you think? And I've had them, some of them say, I think I'm going to go back to school. And I tell them, I think you're a genius. It's the smartest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. And some of them are like, this is great. Right. I mean, even to the fact that my 13-year-old son is here working today. Right. Um, you know, and he may not want to do this. But this also, and you brought up a very important point on this, Ben, is he, you, Saint got to see all aspects of the business, and including coming on jobs that unlicensed contractors who came before you did to people's houses. For a smaller guy to pull a permit to do a replacement on the equipment and the ductwork and meet all the necessary requirements is is pretty tough you know it's, it's easy for them to go change a box on the roof right but to go into the home go into the attic spend two or three days 
replacing all the existing ductwork that is either undersized or deteriorated and sealing the attic with foam and you know pressurizing the house to make sure that you've got all the proper air changes and then reducting and rebalancing the airflow uh, re-insulating it's a it's a it's a big job right uh, 20 years ago they were just concerned that you put a new unit on there right I don't even think they really looked at the size whether it was sized properly or not mm. in today's world we, we make sure it's sized properly. Um, we have a third party come in. Some of, I mean, it is, it is the law. To re, it's, it's really, you're breaking the law. If you replace a unit mm -hmm. without pulling a permit, you're breaking the law. So some of the requirements are proper airflow. Uh, you check duct leakage, you check the refrigerant charge, you check the fan watt draw. Uh, and we have to hire a third party Raider to come in behind us. That's mm -hmm. part of the law, part of the process, and he checks everything that we do, and he's certified to to make to do that. If he finds a discrepancy someplace, we have to go back and make that correction, satisfy his requirements, and then the city inspector comes in, and we have to satisfy their requirements. There's is a lot more uh, of a safety issue to make sure that there's you know proper. Uh, framing to support the equipment. There's proper electrical uh, safety in place uh, as far as fuses, the right size fuse, the right size wire, the right size breakers. Right. Uh, and uh, and then we also have to upgrade the smoke detectors and the CO detectors and what have you. So it's a it's a process and it's a process that they seem to add to. Now it's even a little more difficult because with the virus. The inspectors don't want to go in the home, so now we have to take pictures of everything and <laughs> and, and and send it to them. Um, we typically have to take a ladder out, so we so the permit process adds thousands of dollars to that replacement, which makes us a little bit more. Which means that we have to educate the customer a whole lot better on why they're the ones that are benefiting from it the whole time. It's a long, you know. They're going to live with that piece of equipment day and night, 24-7 for the next 15 to 20 years. Right. And it needs to be installed right. And you also brought up something is that this is an evolving project. This is an evolving industry, I should say. And when you combine that with what you guys learned during the last recession in Fontana, you've got all kinds of tools that you also use to help make sure that works. And one of those tools that you like to talk about a lot is a f hood flow or flow hoods. Flow hoods. Tell us, Saint, what, first of all, describe what it is for us and why is this such an important tool? Flow hoods, basically, it's a big square curtain that we, you hold up to the, to the grill and uh -huh. it measures how much air comes out. Okay. And uh, for instance, I could go to your house, anybody's home. Right. And I could walk through and I could, and I could test each room and then go to you and say, I bet you have a problem with this room before you ever even told me that you had one. And people usually look at me like, how did you know that? Because <laughs> I, mean, I knew that's what I do. <laughs> right, but there's right, a flow right. I mean, it's, it's a piece of equipment. It's an expensive piece of equipment. Um, but it's something that we use on a very regular basis. One of the other pieces of equipment that you use is, especially on older, very older homes, is an item that actually takes up a whole door frame, does it not? Yep. 
And it, for those of you who are watching the program, you can see it sitting behind Ben. But for those listening to the program, Saint, explain to us what this piece of equipment is and why it's so important. Basically, it's a it we it's a kind of a tarp with a hole in it with a big giant fan. Okay. And uh, we lock your door off, and we and we set up your house, kind of seal your house up. And I turn this fan on, and I suck all the air out of your house. <laughs> and hopefully you're not in it, right? <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, you know. And then once I do that, it tells me how much your house leaks. Mm. And then I can, you know, have an infrared camera. I could go around and I can actually see the leaks. I can see how your house breathes in and out. And where you're losing your hot air or your cold air. Or maybe you have a room that is, has a problem and why it has a problem insulation levels, um, safety factors. Um, I find a lot of times we do this and we find that, that people's water heaters don't vent properly because of that. Um, there's a lot of carbon monoxide comes into the home in certain areas um, and people don't, they never knew it, never even realized it. Sure. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about education because it sounds like, especially with you two, Education is very much a key to the success of your business. And we'll be right back. Can you believe our 100th episode is right around the corner? Neither can I. But who would you like to see as our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode? Well, if you've got a thought, leave their name in the comment section below. And your guest of your choice could be here on Small Business Celebration for our 100th episode. So leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And who knows? Your guest could be our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode. We're back with Ben and St. Dominguez, the owners of Oasis Air and Solar. Education has always been a big part of your business and the way you do things. And in fact, the Dale Carnegie course was a big influencer on the way you guys do business. Um, well, years ago, I belonged to and still do the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and they would have these lunch and learn one of them was a gentleman that was over Dale Carnegie at the time, Jim Penico, very convincing, very great speaker. Uh, he, he did a presentation and I was just really, really intrigued. So we met and uh, he was at that time, and I don't, I'm not sure if they're still doing it in Bakersfield or not, but they would actually have, you would, you would actually gather in a meeting once a week, I think it was 12 or 13 weeks for about four hours and you would discuss it was about public speaking how to become a better public speaker but it was far beyond that because uh, he you talked about a, a one major project in your life that was very meaningful to you you talked about some things that you had to overcome that were very meaningful to you and he told us in the beginning you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh you're gonna bond but you're gonna come out of here a different person and really it's how you see the world it's how how to see the world through someone else's eyes that's how I always remember it so we had a little windfall in, in at that time and and I took my whole management stuff I think there was seven of us at the time and so we went through that and I, it's just it's been very rewarding to this day I think people uh, we have a, a former employee that had been here for 17 years and she's been gone a couple of years she's working for the county now and she called me or she actually texted me Saturday night saying 
she's in the call center and it's just crazy what she's going through. And she said, I had to go back to my Dale Carnegie <laughs> days to help deal with some of these people because you have to see where they're coming from. Right. Right. You have to see. And, and so I think it helped us because we are really so dedicated to customer service that it's about listening. It's about listening. It's not about who you are. It's about who they are. A big lesson from the Dale Carnegie course is overcoming. And that's a lesson that no successful business ever stops learning. What happened? Residential new construction crashed, okay, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, sure, um, sure. It went away, and we had to find a new avenue. Um, new construction was a, was a thing that we did, you know, thousands of houses a year, mm -hmm. and we did it because that that was the work that was available, and and uh, we learned a valuable lesson when we started going in the avenue of the home performance like we do now because. Um, me personally, I dealt with a lot of contractors. I never, I never, I never met a homeowner. Mm. I never got to see a homeowner. You know, they they give me a set of plans and they say put this in, and we went and put it in like they said. And you know, how fast can you do it and how cheap can you do it? That's right. how it was. You right. Know? And, right. And then all of a sudden, we made this transition, and and into home performance, and you got to see a homeowner, and it's extremely gratifying to make individual homeowners happy and to see what they do so much more gratifying than what we were doing we were just we were just a part of the puzzle building the house you know? sure it didn't it was really kind of meaningless there was no there was no love or heart or soul or anything to it now right. you know i've i've left homes and i'm i'll be friends with these people for life you know right. i mean we, you bond it's just it's more gratifying it was a huge gratifying experience to make that transition you know we had to put our pride i had to put my pride aside you know, there was a long time I wanted to beat on my chest, and it's like, oh yeah, we did, we did thirteen hundred houses this year. Oh yeah, I did more than anybody. You know, <laughs> right, and it was right, a pride right. thing, and you were kind of doing this, and then, and then you started to realize that you know, they, the 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 quality of what we were doing started to fall as we did more of it, and mm. then, you know, you just, I guess you kind of realize that you, you're making a mistake. You're, you're, I'm not doing a good justice for the person that's going to move in this house. And I don't even know this person. I don't even know who's going to buy the house. I don't even, it's not even sold. It's just a house. Right. And there, you know, and I just, it became a, it just was kind of eye-opening. And, and, and of course the crash of the housing market kind of helped us discover that, oh wow, there's this other avenue and it's so much more gratifying. Sometimes pain is a good thing. Yeah, it just, it, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was, it just, for lack of a better term, you know, sometimes I think you have to, uh, you have to really fall off the cliff to figure out that you were doing the wrong thing and for the wrong reason. Dealing with residentials and dealing with Joe Public is a different mindset than dealing business to business. It's a very different mindset. Yeah. And how, what have you both learned over the years on dealing with the public and dealing with residential sales and residential improvement that's different than business to business? You, you have to listen to people. Hmm. You really have to listen. I mean, this is your home. I, I'm walking into your castle. Hmm. This is your domain. And, and I need to treat it as accordingly. 
It's not a project. It's not a house. It's not a. It's not. Oh, I'm going to make money here. It, you you can't think of it that way at all. You have to listen to people. They'll tell you. They'll they'll tell you what they want. They'll tell you how they feel, and and you have to do as much as you possibly can to satisfy their warm and fuzzy. Hmm. <laughs> you know. Sure. It's, sure. It's not. I mean, honestly, I think one of the greatest things that sets us apart from other people is we don't do air conditioning. Don't do, you know, I mean, yeah, we do air conditioning. Yeah, we do home performance. And yes, we do solar. And yes, we do all these other things. But really what we do is, is, is we listen to you. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. I, I want to, I'm there to make you happy, not your air conditioner happy. <laughs> right. Sure, sure, sure. It just sits on top of your house or next to your house and runs all day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it does what it does. And, you know, I, I want you to have a, a good experience. When we leave a home, it's like we were never there. You don't got to hire a cleaning lady to come back. You don't, you know, this is your castle. Right. And, and, and whatever, you know, if I got to be there at 10 o'clock at night or if we got to be there at 6 a.m. or whatever we got to do to make, I mean, I, you just listen. Listening to people is the key to, I think, why people want to call us. It's why we have the reputation we have. Ben, you used to work a lot of insane hours for this business. What does time off look like now? I mean, my ideal, my ideal time off is spending, uh, you know, an afternoon barbecuing with Saint and his kids, and I have two other uh, stepchildren that are married and have wonderful spouses, and we just have a, a very loving, intimate time together. And I, that's to me, that's what I've worked for, to be able to do that, to be able to, uh, to be together. You know, um, that's that's my biggest joy. I like working in the yard a lot too. That kind of takes me. That's that's what kind of really takes me away from everything, and. Um, you know, it's it's you just it's nice to look back and see that your work has uh, you reflected your work ethic on your children. I think, and uh, so that's pretty rewarding for me. How about you, Saint? Um, I, I I enjoy my kids' sports. You know, they you know playing baseball, and my daughter's a a, a very competitive swimmer. Um, we do a lot of traveling for her swim and stuff. So, and I enjoy that. I enjoy watching them really um, excel. I mean, I just get into my kids excel. I like to play some golf. Um, to go back on, on his, um, although we're going through this transition, um, he, he's not really going to get as much time off as he thinks he is. Cause he's still, <laughs> I'm still going to use him. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> We have a whole new role that he's going to take. And, right. Uh, and, uh, and speaking <laughs> of the new role that he's going to be taking, what are you looking at doing differently with Oasis than your father? I guess nothing and everything <laughs> um, at the same time. You know, every year I've watched him and the things that he's done. Every year is different. Every year changes. So can I say I'm going to run it exactly like he is? No. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna change and evolve with the times and and the education. Continue to learn the way, 
You know, he taught you gotta you gotta go out and find the new things out there. You gotta continue to educate yourself. You gotta continue to stay on the cutting edge. Um, and so I'll run it the same way in that aspect, but in a different way because we're gonna change. We have to evolve. So is it gonna be different? Yeah, it'll be it'll be run differently. Um, but it but it has every year. It so I don't know that that's really a change. <laughs> sure, sure, Ben. What is one thing that visioneers can do today to grow a strong and profitable business? I would say, I think the biggest part of our success has been uh, dedication to our employees. Mm. We have we have a long-term staff. I have, uh, you know, I, I think treating them right, uh, making them, I'm not the boss. I own the company, but I don't walk in here like I'm the boss, you know. I don't yell. I don't use profanity. I don't. Uh, I've had that happen to me, and I always swore I would never do that to an employee. Right. Now, in my younger days, I was a little bit better at it, but now I just <laughs> now I just really see that you know what what it what when you treat people the right way, man, they they will do they will go to some great lengths to make things happen here, and we have. You know, 30-year people, we have five or six people that have been here over 20 years. Um, so I think if you're going to move forward, it, and things are different with today's supposedly millennials, and I, I don't know, I've, we've got some young people here that are pretty outstanding and pretty dedicated. <clears throat> I, think it's, I think you have to take care of your people if you expect them to take care of your customers. That's what he told me years ago. If you treat everybody in here the way you would want them to treat your customer as well, then they, they just they'll go out and do whatever they can to make sure that the customer's happy. And, and you have to express that to them on a very regular basis. We have weekly meetings, weekly meetings every Wednesday, bring donuts. We have a few different sessions because we have uh, remodel staff first and then the service staff and then uh, I just I think you have to and reward them in in uh, not even compensation just in uh, you know congratulate them on on good work uh, just show them compassion uh, I think and I did take a survey a few years ago you know we understand that there's life beyond the doors when you come in people really put their nose to the grindstone and. Uh, but when they when they need time off, when they have family issues or any of the, any of that stuff, we are as a team very very supportive, and uh, I think that's things that you have to think about when you if you want your business to to run a while, you you have to take care of the people that are mm -hmm. taking care of you. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Me personally. Three, two, two, cool. <laughs> and if they wanted to find out more about Oasis online, how do they do that? Well, our website is, uh, we've just rebuilt our website, and we are continuing to really uh, make some great progress with it. But I think you can visit our website at uh, oasisarensolar.com. Well, Ben, St. This has been privileged. Thank you both very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Program, and we thank you very much. And I appreciate seeing you guys again soon. Thank you very thank much. You. It's been a pleasure. 
Do you think you have a business that can't be sold during the age of COVID-19? How about the Noriega Hotel? Sold! How about Brits Diesel and Automotive? Sold! How about the Two Fat Sandwich franchise on Stockdale Highway in Bakersfield? Sold! Turn your hard-earned business into gold by calling Sunset Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them on their website at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca and don't let your business go to waste. Call Sunset Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.